Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Canadian Gamers. It has been a hell of a long time since I've actually said that. We've been having all kinds of troubles, as you guys know. We even did a um, what is it a, a giveaway for Dragon Quest Builders for your, um, you guys to give us some advice. And in the end, you did. You all gave really good advice. Um, the problem was that using like Google Hangouts, there's no easy, simple, you know, click one button and we're good to go. So we're actually using Pamela again. If this um, ends up screwing up, which we'll only know at the end of this recording, then we're going to switch 100% to a dedicated service like Mumble. And that'll be the end of it. It's just kind of sucks because it's a, one of these things where it's a recurring cost. And that we, we try and get away from those sorts of things. But anyways, we will do what we can do. So... Today, what we want to do, because we don't know if this is actually going to work, instead of going through our regular routine, we just want to make sure if this works. If this works, then we'll go right back to our, our original format. So instead of talking about like what we've been doing and everything like that, and our usual uh, nonsense, just for today, we're going to jump right into our 2016 Game of the Year Awards. This is something that uh, we've been doing for the last number of years, and it's fun. It's really, really fun because it's... It's always on the games that we play that we think were the best of what we played. And this year, there were some really awesome games released. Honestly, this was an amazing year for video games, as far as I'm concerned. And what's so funny is that, like for both of us, there's so many games we didn't even play. So that's awesome. Like really, really, really awesome. So say a few words, Stephen, and then we'll, we'll get started. A few words. Okay, great. So we'll get started then. Um, what we'll do is what we normally do. We'll jump back and forth. So we'll start. Uh, do you you want to do all 10, right? Yes. Okay. So do you want to start or do you want me to start? Sure, I'll start. Go for it. So at number 10, I have a game called MLB The Show 16, which was the very, very first uh, MLB simulation game I Ever played like I used to play baseball games on the NES, but those weren't really like high. Uh, they were more like a mix of simulation and uh, arcade. They play because of the limitation of the system instead. And then on the PlayStation Three, I played the Bigs, which is a full arcade game, which was amazing. And I've been really into baseball uh, the past two years, especially since the Blue Jays started uh, having a good team. And I wanted to try this game out, and I fell in love with it, and I played it for over 40 hours. I just love how deep it is. I love that you are able to create your player, and you, you start in the minor leagues. And it sounds very basic, because pretty much every sports game has had a, a similar feature for the past 10 years. But I pretty much only played the NHL, really, and I was surprised by the amount of debt that MLB The Show had. And it just was a really fun baseball game to play, and... I can't wait for uh, 17. That's cool, man. Um, you've actually, you've been getting more and more into baseball, or at least talking about it more and more over the last, like, number of years. So um, I'm glad that you actually enjoyed that. That was cool. My number 10 is um, is a game I didn't expect to enjoy as much as I actually enjoyed. And you're going to probably hear me say that a couple of times, actually, throughout this. So, well, um, 
there's no way you would guess this. <laughs> Just like this. It is, uh, it's a game that's on the Vita, but it was also on mobile, and they took the mobile version, and they literally just slapped it onto the Vita, and I was not disappointed, but, I mean, there was, like, no effort that went into this game, like, whatsoever, and that game is Adventures of Mana. That was a really, a really fun game for me at that particular point in time when I played it, which I couldn't even tell you when that was. You went through that one too, did you not? Yes, it did. Yeah, that was um, that was surprisingly enjoyable. And for those that don't know, it's simply a, a remake of the original Final Fantasy Adventure on the Game Boy. And it's one of the very... Well, actually it is. It's the first Mana game, like Secret of Mana, and I forget what the Japanese name is. I never remember how to pronounce it properly, so I'm not even going to attempt to do that here and butcher it. So, um, yeah, that's my number 10. Very good game. Just a very lighthearted, fun game, um, but they really didn't do anything uh, for the Vita version. They literally just took the mobile version and slapped it over. Um, there were still some game-breaking problems with it where, like, if you didn't have the right item, you could theoretically get stuck. I, I don't know if I should say game-breaking because you could always um, restart your save and it would push you back outside uh, depending on... There were, you had two options to do, uh, like an auto-save or, a, or a, a, a hard save. But anyways, whatever the case may be, that's my number 10. Very fun, very fun game and one that I just didn't... Um, I, I didn't expect to like as much as I ended up liking it. Well, I'll save my thoughts on Adventures of Matter because, believe it or not, I actually made my list too. So what's your number nine? Uh, my number... Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, my number nine is, uh, nine is Mirror's Edge Catalyst. I was a very big... Do you want me to... Well, yeah, I'll do the whole spiel. Um, so Mirror's Edge Catalyst was, was one of those games where um, I... Well, okay, wait, back up. Mirror's Edge was one of those games that I really enjoyed. It was a, it felt totally unique compared to anything else. It was a first-person sort of almost platformer at times because that's all you're doing. You're running from one building to another, from one rooftop to another, running alongside walls, and very limited weapon use. And that's what I really liked about it. You, you use your fists and your, um, your, your feet and legs as your weapons and it's a parkour game so you can imagine all the different acrobatic moves that you could do and it was just I don't know it felt like a breath of fresh air it really did so for Mirror's Edge Catalyst I had really high expectations for it because it had been so long since the original Mirror's Edge and it was such an awesome world it was such a unique universe and unfortunately I almost placed it at number 10 but I did enjoy it a bit more than uh, Adventures of Mana it was I, I felt like it was a bit of a missed opportunity because they didn't delve deep enough into the, the, the corporations taking over everything. But it was still an unbelievable game. The last mission of that game is freaking epic. And I even put some of it in the, um, in the review I did because of just how enjoyable it is. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's, it's unbelievable. Some of the scenes and some of the things that you actually interact with are some of the most breathtaking I have ever experienced in any video game. It was just, uh, an, just an unbelievable experience. It could have been so much better, but it was such a good game. Well, I don't really have anything to say on this subject because I never played the series whatsoever. 
it sounds like something interesting though, but I just never did play it, so I cannot really add. As for me, for number nine, I put Pokemon Uranium. Mm. And the review just went live actually as as we're recording it today on projectsuite.com because I I figured I probably by this time I'll probably never get around to do the audio part of it and I already have another audio review that you haven't even started working on that you might have forgotten about so I it's probably never going to happen so I figured out why not put the review up so go check it out if you want I think it's going to be on our Facebook or Twitter automatically when we post stuff on there but I go way more into detail on why I like the game. There was the very first fan-made Pokemon game I ever played, and I really, really liked it, and for one major reason. The Fakemon on that game are awesome. Like They they have one of the some of the best Fakemon designs I've ever seen, and it was just so enjoyable because it felt like a brand new Pokemon game because every single step you'd take, you'd meet new creatures that were brand new, and then you'd get to level them up, train them up, and see if they evolve, see what moves they learn, and see what types they were. It was really, really well done. The storyline, too, was pretty cool. It does, at some points, take a lot lot of time to uh, for the story to move. There's Obviously, it's a fan game. I think it was made by two people, so it's it's not as deep as the regular games but it was very well done the difficulty is a problem i'll admit it as a as a pokemon veteran like i was able to get around and use some loopholes to beat the game but for someone that's never played the game like it's way too hard for the all the wrong reasons basically you don't get enough xp when you defeat wild or trainer controlled pokemon so that way you just have to grind and grind and grind and grind and the way that it was designed will just uh, disappoint more players than it, than it will uh, attract. So, Pokemon Uranium, I know that you've played it a bit, so you might have some things to add, but it was a really, really well-made fan game that I quite enjoyed. Yeah, Pokemon Uranium was a fun game, and I would have gotten far more into that had what what happened not happened, where basically I lost like a whole section of video footage, and that's so friggin' annoying that it really um, it, it turned me off of the whole damn experience because even like doing podcasts like this, if we find out like when we're done the podcast that it's all muffled and didn't work or you know like all weird audio, it hurts you know and and it takes a lot to go back to things like that because you're like well Jesus like I just wasted all that damn time. So that's what happened to me with that. But overall, no, I mean, that was that was extremely well done and kind of sad to um, what happened to it. I, I completely understand why what happened to it happened to it, but still kind of sad because it was a very, very impressive, well, well-made game all around. So what's your number eight? All right, for number eight, it's Adventures of Mana. Oh, good. Perfect. Uh, Final Fantasy Adventure, I always adored that game as a kid. Actually, the, still to this day, that and well, that Final Fantasy Tactics Advance and Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles are the only fi- the games with the Final Fantasy name that I've ever played through completion. For some reason, Final Fantasy has never really been my thing, but that game, even though it has nothing to do with Final Fantasy, I've always been very fond of. And like you said, after being completed Adventures of Mana and having a lot of fun with it, like I had a lot of negative stuff to say about it. It's basically a very crappy port of a 
iPhone game, but it's still the the source material in it is still awesome. It's still a classic for a reason, and it's perfect for the Vita too. It's a perfect portable game. So really, really glad that they did this a little upgrade to Final Fantasy Adventure. And I hope and I think they plan to doing the same with the rest of the series so I can finally experience the Secret of Mana games. Yeah, I I mean, obviously I'm not going to say anything else I already said, but uh, I sure hope that happens. Uh, It's been kind of, Square's been kind of like radio silent on, um, on, on, well, just in general, on a lot of different things, um, but pertaining to that in in and of itself, yeah, they've been really quiet. I don't know how Dragon Quest Builders did on the Vita, um, but I'm hoping it did well enough that they they poured over a bunch of games. I've been looking um, at uh, at like uh, what's called the um, App Store, and I noticed that there are literally dozens of Square Enix titles that have been brought over. You can pretty much buy the entire Dragon Quest series. I said pretty much, not all of them, but most of them on your iPhone, which I'm like, what? I had no idea that they brought over the DS titles and things like that. It's it's sick. So I don't know. I don't know if they're actually going to get around to doing that. I really hope they do, but I'm not so convinced right now. But yeah, great game. Adventures of Mana is a really, really solid game. Okay, number eight is a game I didn't really think I was going to play. But I heard some reviews about it, and people were talking about it, and saying that, you know, this was the type of game that old-school RPG fans would enjoy. And sure enough, that was absolutely true. And the game I'm talking about is I Am Setsuna. Man, that was a really, really good old-school Japanese RPG. Um, But with some modern-day elements to it, no random encounters or things like that, but it played very much like Chrono Trigger, which, if you've never experienced, the uh, battle system is just amazing in that. So very, very similar to Chrono Trigger, and I can't wait because apparently they're making... I don't know if they're going to make another uh, follow-up to I Am Setsuna, but I think they're called Tokyo RPG Factory or, or something like that. And their whole purpose is to make old-school RPGs, but with modern-day graphics and some modern-day gameplay elements. So, very, just, uh, just an amazing game. Yep, uh, I Am Setsuna never tried it, so again, I, I was planning on, but it's just a game that you have to dedicate a lot, a lot, a lot of time to, it seems like. And I, I find it that there's only a few series that really can hook me in, and Maybe this one could have been, but I never gave it a chance. But I heard many similar uh, things about the game that you just said. So, what's your number seven? My number seven is a game that's exclusive to the PlayStation 4, and it's a movie tie-in. Do you know what movie tie-in I could be talking about? I believe that is Ratchet and Clank. Yes, good boy. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank is my number seven man. I, you know, I understand that it's a remake. I totally get that. And yes, I get that it's a movie tie-in as well. But I, I, I don't care. Um, those guys at Insomniac, I wish they would just put out some Ratchet and Clank games, like one every two years or something. They went a little insane on the PS3. The Future series was phenomenal. But then they started all these weird things. This is the type of game that we want. Like Ratchet & Clank on the PS4, 
is is just an amazing and amazing and amazing game. Um, it's a technological achievement. It looks damn amazing. And I really, really hope that the, that's not the end of Ratchet and Clank because they're a, a, just a great duo. And the, the humor, the writing, the, the weapons, the gameplay, everything about that series is just fantastic. But it's in this context where we want a traditional action platformer. And I would love one every couple of years. I don't want one every single year. So I'm hoping that um, in another year, or like next year maybe, that we can get a new Ratchet and & Clank. And I'm really hoping there's supposed to be the PlayStation experience is supposed to be coming up shortly. I'm really hoping we get a teaser or something for another Ratchet & Clank because I don't know about you, but man, that was such a good... I had such a, a fun time playing that game. I bought that game on day one. Never actually played it yet. Oh, man. It's really a shame because I... I really love the Ratchet and Clank series. I was introduced to it with uh, Future Tools of Destruction, which was a fantastic game. And for some reason, I just didn't play this one. And I think the reason is that I was turned off by the Platinum, because the Platinum seems very, very uh, reachable, but you have to spend a lot of time doing it. And I, I, I don't have that time anymore with a, with a kid at home and on especially on a console if it's on a portable it's different and i just i don't know i don't want to play that game have fun and then realize that i need to beat it a second time and go for all the and it's stupid like i just should just play the game and not worry about the trophies but it's exactly for some reason this one has turned me off because of that but i i, I will eventually play that like actually last year when Elliot was only a few months old one of the games I was playing was the Ratchet and Clank collection on the Playstation 3 and I was having a blast with that one and the game I was playing is pretty much the same one as the uh, PS4 since it's well it's it's more than a remake but it's it's essentially a remake so yeah 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 and uh, I'll I'll see what, what has, what's happening right now so don't need to cut cut this because my girlfriend is arriving with Elliot which should go to bed and Moose is barking all over the place which we're probably hearing so oh barely it's we'll let the, the we'll let the dog have his fun and then I'll I'll go with my number 7 so I don't know if you want to add anything with Ratchet and Clank while I just go say hi and tell them No oh, no go say hi I'll I'll talk a little bit more So yeah um Ratchet and Clank it, it's funny that um I I already mentioned about the series and this and that but it was funny that when they originally announced that they were going to make uh, a remake of a game that a movie was based on yeah that's right so the movie is based on a game and this game's based on the movie that's based on the original game but it's also based on the original game all remastered and everything like that I was like what the hell are you guys doing but at the same time I was very, very happy because I knew that Insomniac was bringing the series back to its roots, quite literally. And I was really, really pleased with that. And the end result really speaks for itself. And what I love is that, you know, we used to jokingly say, like, oh, you know, we're going to one day be playing Pixar movies. And those games, for whatever reason, even on the PlayStation 3, it was amazing how close we actually got to to doing that. I mean... Ratchet and Clank on the PlayStation 4 looks absolutely mind-boggling good. Like, it, it's just absolutely incredible how good this game looks. And it, I would highly, 
highly recommend people go and pick it up. I mean, it's, it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Now, where were we? We were... That was number seven. I don't know if he did his number seven just yet. But since he's gone, and I don't want to really cut this all up, so what we're going to do instead, there's a couple of honorable mentions that I wanted to um, just very, very quickly talk a little bit about. And uh, those are Odin Sphere, and I, I, I can't pronounce this at all, which is like Left Thrasery or and what the um, heck are you talking about? Well, good. I'm glad you came at that point. I just <laughs> finished talking a little bit about Ratchet and Clank, and I was just saying that um, since you weren't back, I wanted to just mention two other games that didn't make my top ten. It's sort of like an intermission. So I was saying Odin Sphere, and I can never pronounce the last name of the remake there, and it's like Left and then you walk in. I haven't lost my mind. But yeah, Odin Sphere was a really, really fun game on the PlayStation 3. And when they brought it over to the PlayStation 4 and they were able to remove all of the frame rate issues, really awesome. I mean, I had no intention of platinuming that game, but I had so much fun with it that I went ahead and did it. And the other honorable mention that I have is Axiom Verge, the Wii U edition. Um, that was a man. I feel like an idiot for not playing that um, a lot sooner. And... Um, before we continue, the only other thing was I had two missed opportunities this year of games that I would have liked to have actually tried um, and probably will before the end of the year, but there's no chance they'd make it into this list by the, well, obviously by our cutoff. And those are, I, I actually really want to try Final Fantasy XV when I'm done with Pokemon and, of course, The Last Guardian. I, I just want to see what that game is, um, is like. So I think I'm going to do that from now on when we do our Game of the Year awards. Maybe say like missed opportunities, not necessarily for the Game of the Year, but more missed opportunities of games that I actually really wanted to play. So for you, a good one would have been like Ratchet and Clank. Yep, Ratchet and Clank for sure. And I have another one too that I'll probably mention slightly later. And you'll understand why when that happens. Sure. So I'm going to go with my number seven here, and I hope Elliot stays asleep, because I don't know if you were hearing him, he was pretty cranky, he's tired and he wants to go play outside all the time, and he was picking my boots up and giving them to me, and was very, very Aww. frustrated that I was not putting him on, so hopefully he falls asleep, so we can finish this, I think this is the first first podcast we're doing in three months, so yeah, let's hopefully. keep it up, alright, at number seven... I'll let you guess by saying that it has the number seven in it. Oh, really? Dragon Quest? Dragon Quest Seven. you're right. Number seven spot. Uh, this is a game we... Actually, I think we made it almost an entire Fanboys episode dedicated to it. I never played this Dragon Quest Seven before. I was really uh, anticipating this one, and it did not disappoint. It's a very, very solid game. Had a lot of fun with it. Actually took me, I believe, 72 hours to complete. So I put a lot of time into that one. Basically, took two weeks and a half to, to beat. And I, every game, every day I was putting in from two to three hours to, uh, to move along the story, grind my characters, and finish the game up. So Dragon Quest Seven, it's a very, very fun game. It has a lot of issues like we've discussed before, but it's still something that you should 
play if you're a Dragon Quest or a GRPG fan. Well, I'm not talking about anything to do with Dragon Quest. Sorry, I hate the series. <laughs> All right, so I, I'm guessing where you're going at. So I'll go with my number six. And my number six, I'll make you guess again. I'm very easy, very generous on my uh, clues. So this is the game I was talking about that I've done the review and that you probably forgot that you have the file in your Dropbox. Uh, probably, man, yeah. Um, I don't even remember which one it is. I know it's a DS game, but which one is it? All right, so it's from level it's from level five. Oh, okay. It's your um, uh, oh, what is it? Um, uh, something watch. I can't remember what. It, Yokai watch. Yes, Yokai watch two is uh, number six, and I really hope you do get around and actually do the review. Eventually. Yeah, we're we're gonna talk. Um, we're gonna talk about this when when I finally have like you know free time there, like starting not next week. Well, maybe next like late next week. Um, we're going to talk and just reset everything. You know, I'm going to ask you, like, hey, what are all the things that, like, I haven't done? <laughs> because that's one of them. All right, it's because this is a huge list. All right, it is. so Yokai Watch 1 actually made my... Last year, we did a top five game of the year. We didn't do top ten, and the reason was simple. Last year, I basically did not game until... Arkham Knight was released, which was, what, June or July? Yeah. Because uh, Elliot was, like, uh, Elliot was born in December 2014, so the first few months of 2015 were pretty hectic. So that's why I only played, like, maybe seven or eight games last year. But this this year I played a lot. So I, I really like Yokai Watch 1. It was one of my surprise games last year. And I, I had, I was really anticipating Yokai Watch 2 because I never thought that it would make it to North America and it did and the reviews were pretty bad like the, all the reviews gave gave them like were 6s 6.5s there was a few 8s here and there from like more like uh, blogs and like off like not the big sites but there was a few 8s but most were 6 6.5 maybe a 7 if you're lucky and i i read the review and i mostly agree with uh, with what they said like there's there's some pretty uh, there's some faults in here that I, that I'm not trying to hide, but for some reason this series I just don't care about the faults. It's just for it's it's one of those series that I think I, I'll I'll love even if tomorrow they release a game on the Vectrix that's not even available for me. I'll still say it's a good game. Like I love Yokai Watch too. This one, like the storyline was really really improved they basically improved on everything from the original except for one thing which was they decided that we needed to uh, ride the metro to do stuff and instead of having a fast forward system you actually need to ride the metro in this game like you would if when you do it in montreal like it's crazy you have to stop at a certain uh stop and then switch colors switch lines and then do the same it's it's stupid but to be honest, like one of the other things they improved, like I said, they improved everything except that is that you now have access to warp points in Yokai Watch 2 about an hour or two in. And in the original, you had access to warp points 10 hours in. So I don't know why reviews didn't catch up on this, but I guess it's it still was was too much of a hassle for them. And I, I accept that. It's just for me, Yokai Watch 2 was an incredible game. I had a blast playing that. And it's one that took me... I think it took me 16 hours to to beat, but like it's, I did that in like three or four days. Like I I could not stop playing it, and it's really amazing. I hope we get the third one, 
But considering that the 3DS is getting old, the Switch is going to be there next year, and Yokai Watch 3 came out in Japan, like, just came out in Japan. So I'm not sure if we're going to get the third one. Unfortunately, I really hope we do. I don't think these sold as well as the first one, which only sold 500k, which is pretty good, but I don't think this will warrant the third one. But hopefully it does, because I, I think... Nintendo will be re- looking for some 3DS releases next holiday season, and why not do a Yokai Watch 3 if it's already t- translated, if it is. So we'll see. Yokai Watch 2, my number six. Alrighty. Um, I don't have much to say about that because I never got around to actually playing it. I knew that you, uh, by the way, had something in uh, Dropbox. I just couldn't remember what the hell it was. It's been so damn long. And. Um, but no, I did look into that. I did play a bit of uh, the one that you sent me. Um, and I by just a bit, never... how long do you mean? Yeah, that's the problem. I'd have to check, man. I think two hours, something like that. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah, I, I play you, games you send me. You, you always make it sound like, like it. All day, and then you play a game that I like for two hours and don't even mention no, because I do it on purpose, because otherwise I've learned my lesson. You see, ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know about Steven is if you tell him you're trying something or you're playing something, he will harass you every 20 minutes for the next five years to find out where are you, how are you doing, where are you playing. The first thing he asked when I got on here was, so how far are you in Pokemon? So I've learned my lesson that... <laughs> I just don't say anything if I just want to try a game. In my defense, you were the same with Dragon Quest Seven. Of course. You were always bugging me and saying that I could not go anywhere if it, it if it wasn't for me, for you. But then and I was when right. When you played Pokemon okay, in February, the original ones, you were the same. But it's funny. It is funny. That's what makes this is what it's great friendship we have. <laughs> okay, so my number six is. Um, is is a game that I I'm very disappointed in myself in um, because I loved it. I I I finished one. There were three that were released. I finished one. The second one I um, I got very far in, but I believe something else came out, or maybe that was around the time I was going through all the Pokemon. I, I don't remember, but something happened. Something happened, and I think it, it's Pokemon's fault. And my number six is Fire Emblem Fates. I'm just going to leave it at that, okay? Um, Steven and I were both, like, he was playing one, I was playing another one, um, just to go through and experience. But was it Pokemon that interrupted all this? Yes, it is, actually. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, But without going into it, it's just, it's a phenomenal Fire Emblem game. A really, really good Fire Emblem game. The fact that there were three different versions released uh, is pretty sick. And I really wanted to go through and experience all of them, but um, I, I actually wanted to experience the original Pokemon, so I started playing Pokemon Yellow, and then I went through all the way to the third generation, I think it was, right? Yep. Emerald, Emerald. was the last one. So, yeah, um, just you great. I mean, I don't know what else with to that. say. You went way overboard with that. With what? What? Pokemon. Like, you went and actually bought, like, pretty much all the single games for some reason. I don't know why you had, like, you couldn't just have Emerald. You had to add Emerald, Ruby, and Sapphire, and then... <laughs> yeah, but do you remember? I got, I got, it was that thing. I got yeah, that yeah, yeah. deal where it was, like, because I, I was only looking for the next one. Um, it was, I think it was Crystal is what I was looking for. 
and and Crystal was part of this like ridiculous set that someone screwed up in the naming of of Pokemon. They they just misspelled it, and I misspelled it in in my search, and because I, I I was like, there's one there was one thing showing. I was like, what do you mean one thing? Like there should be fifty billion games. And and sure enough, when I clicked on it, I was like, oh snap! The guy didn't realize, and no one bid. It was a bid, not an auction. And I don't I don't remember exactly. I'd have to check, but it was it was a ridiculous deal because it came with like mint copies of. How, do you remember how many it was? It was crazy. Well, not only did you have mint copies, but you also had like a red and. I think it was silver. You had like just the loose copies and just the loose carts of those go for $20 easily, like sometimes even more. And I think you paid $100 for like 10 games or something like that. And most mm-hmm. were complete. So it's, yeah, it was a, like you could have sold everything back. And didn't it come with a Game Boy too? You could have yeah. sold everything back for like seven seven fifty easy. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> um uh, so what do we want me to do? You want me to do my number five? Yeah, go to number five. Okay, but um, there was one other thing I forgot to mention. I, I just have it here. Um, I, I, there was another honorable mention. I, 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 I just want to add it before I forget, because I know me. I'm going to forget. Um, Doom was the other one. Doom was a freaking awesome first-person shooter. I, I, I know I'm jumping all over today, but whatever. I, I'm not going to talk much about it. Just the fact that it was a, it was an incredible game, absolutely incredible. And uh, if you like you, you would really enjoy that, man. I don't know if you played it at all. Did you? No. Well, that's one that I know you. You would you would have gotten a real kick out of that. Well, but probably anyway, because it, it's plays like an arcade shooter right yeah it's yeah. just it's it's like an old school like you know who gives a shit and i had i had fun playing duke nukem forever which is a crappy game i actually beat that game and had fun with it so i can't imagine if playing an actual good game yeah it was it was really really good so anyways i i, I just looked down and i i sort of put it in the wrong location here it was supposed to be with honorable mentions and it was stuck on another page so i was like what the hell why do i have two pages okay anyway so uh, where am i i'm a number five right yep. yep okay so my number five is your number seven it's dragon quest seven fragments of the forgotten past um you'll notice that this year i had quite a few different portable games i think actually one two three four Five, six games were portable. Oh boy, I'm slowly becoming Steven. This is actually a record for me, but it, much like Steven, given time, um, it's, time is such an issue here that with a portable, you can very easily just play that in short bursts. Well, with Dragon Quest VII, you can't play that in short bursts because Dragon Quest VII is a ridiculously gargantuan game. And we've spoken at great length about you know some of the problems that the game had, but... Um, I, I had not played this one since the Japanese release a little while ago, and uh, I just had a total blast with it. I, we've talked so much about this, really, that it's really, really hard to, you know, regurgitate everything that we've already said. But it's a really, really good game, and I cannot wait for Dragon Quest Eight to come out, because seven, seven, 7 is really, really good, but 8 is that much better because 8 has much more modern gameplay mechanics uh, where 7, you know, 7 is long because you repeat the same stuff over and over and over and over again. With 8, you don't have that. 
So I'm really looking forward to eight um, in English. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. And it's actually only at the time of this recording, it's like what a little over a month away. Yep. Yep. So that's it. What's your number uh, five? Number five is uh, it's kind of semi cheating here, but I don't think it is. It's Batman: The Telltale Series, and the, the reason I say it's cheating is because there's only four episodes out, and oh, I'm not sure cheater. if the fifth and final episode is going to come out in 2016. I think it will, but maybe not. Maybe it'll come out in 2017. But still, I, I think it, it it should count as a 2016 release. There's been four episodes out, and for my money right now, Batman Episode 3, the Telltale series, was the very best episode I've ever played from a Telltale game. And, like, I'm having a blast. The reason I love Batman, the Telltale series, is the same reason I love Gotham, the TV series, is that they don't follow the Batman mythos or storyline or what you, you knew from the comics. They don't follow it at all. Like I, and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just the characters are completely like the, the, they'll have Catwoman, they'll have uh, uh, Harvey Dent, they'll have your uh, they'll have Alfred, they'll have the same characters, but they don't they're different than what they are. It's like in Gotham how uh, Barbara is a psychotic killer in that one. It's it, it, it's awesome because I've seen Batman a uh, hundred million times. I know everything about it. And it's fun when somebody goes and does their own story of with the Batman universe, and that's what's happening. It's again, it's a Telltale pro- the, the same Telltale problems that I have, and that I want to do a whole subject with uh, with you eventually because you've played pretty much all the Telltale games. Is that they give you an illusion of choice? Because I replayed, I had to replay episode four because for some reason the trophies didn't pop. So I replayed it and I lost all my data so it gave me random data and I did some different choices and it pretty much gives you the exact same path even though you're doing something different. So again, like I say, it's the illusion of choice but it's still a blast to play. I think, have you played episode 2 yet or you're still still episode 1 only? Yeah, Yeah, so it's an awesome game. Like I can't wait to play episode 5, see if if it's because I had a, I think uh, Tales of the Borderlands is my favorite one, or maybe uh, Game of Thrones. But whatever the case is, this has a chance to Detroit, Detroit as my number one Batman, Batman uh, Telltale game. But like I said, Episode Three, the very best episode I've ever played from a Telltale game. Cool. I'm looking forward. That's not even on my list because I just hadn't. I, I you know, I haven't played enough of it. But very cool. I'm looking forward to that, man. That's that sounds great. My brother said the same thing. He was like, "Oh man, this one's awesome." So I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm eager to get back to that. I'm hoping over the holidays I can do that, but we'll um, we'll see. All right, number four. This is a, a surprise. Uh, in my opinion, this was the best summer game for the 3DS, and it's from a little uh, pink puffball. Can you guess what it is? Yeah, the Kirby. Yeah, Kirby Planet Robobot. And you were give, talking so much shit about that game? I don't remember saying that much, but apparently I was. And it, it, it could be true. Probably is. It is. Believe me, it uh, is. I'm wrong about a lot of things. I'm not wrong about that. <laughs> but I, I, I bought that game, played it to death. I, I basically 
beat it in like two or three days and I rebeat it again. It's just an amazing game. It's my favorite Kirby since Kirby 64. And there's just so much stuff to do and it was the perfect summer game. Like this, I, I believe if you have a 3DS, give this game a shot. You'll be pleasantly surprised. It's a very, very solid uh, side-scroller. Really awesome stuff. And the difficulty, can be it can be there too if you want to... Uh, Give yourself a challenge. There's there's a way to do that in there. It's not it won't necessarily hold your hands. And there's some cool collectibles to get. So really awesome Kirby game. Really recommend it. That's why it's number four. All right. I have nothing I can say about that one. I haven't played it at all. But my number four is a PlayStation Vita game, and it was uh, the best PlayStation Vita game released this year, in my opinion. And that's Severed. The guys behind severed drinkbox studios are pretty much one of the best like indie developers out there these guys are amazing they have made some just unbelievable games from guacamole to mutant blobs attack um they're they're just awesome and severed is phenomenal if you haven't played that you really need to download it's a touch only game um and and at first that might throw you for a loop right it might be like well well like you know i don't want to really play this but Play it, you should. It's really, really good, and it's currently available on a wide assortment of platforms. Which Nintendo platforms did it hit? It's, it hit the Wii U and 3DS. I'm not sure if it's on the 3DS yet. I believe it is. But it, it, it's, it was announced as a cross-buy Wii U 3DS game. If you bought any other version, you'd get access to the other one. I'm not sure okay. if that's totally true, but I believe it is. But I know it's on the Wii U. And it's okay. probably well, on the 3DS, too. Yeah, that was the thing. I was, that 3DS was the one I wasn't sure if it if it had hit. Okay, well then, great. Um, and I know it's also available on um, iPhone. I'm not sure. I don't own a Droid, but I'm pretty sure it will have made its way over there as well. So there's no really there's really no excuse not to try this game. It, it's well worth trying. I love the fact that it's a very dark game. It's a Metroidvania style game, so you revisit uh, previous areas when you get new power ups. But it's short. It's sweet. It's it's a it's a very very good game, and I'm sure it's going to be on your list somewhere. Yep, it is, so I won't say much. I'll let you go with your number three pick. Okay, my number three most likely would be a little bit higher um, had I been able to play a little bit more of it. And I just haven't had the chance to play more of it, but I've enjoyed what I've played so far more than all the other games that I've already mentioned. That's Pokemon Sun. Um, well, Sun and Moon, whatever, same same thing. Um, that I'm sure would be higher, though. I really am. I'm I'm so far. I'm on the second island, second trial on the second island. Um, I'm I'm loving it. It's so much better than um, than what, all the other 3D ones, at least the ones that I've I've experienced. And mind you, limited. Okay, very very limited. I've been downloading all of the the the, the free Pokemon that they've been offering since um, well since the beginning of the year, pretty much. And I I don't like the movement in in 3D Pokemon games. Like it it feels off. Like I don't know, it just doesn't feel smooth. This one, it's a fully, fully 3D world where every, like your character just moving around feels fluid. There is so many things that uh, I can talk about with this, which I'm not going to because I know this is going to be higher on your list. Um, so we can have a little bit of a back and forth with that. But 
it it's very impressive that the game is on my number three spot. I mean, put this in perspective. Last year, I would have told you you were on drugs if you would have told me that this year a Pokemon game would score number three and I didn't even finish the game. Think of that. So I'll talk more about it when, when you mention it. All right, it's cool because I have a lot to say about that one. So I'll go with my number three. And this is why I didn't want to say much about Fire Emblem Fates earlier. Because Fire Emblem Fates would have most likely been very, very high on my list. Probably in the top five because I really like the series. But there's a certain game that arrived. And I was playing Fire Emblem. And I knew that Fire Emblem Fates came out two days before the release of Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow on the Virtual Console. And I knew I was going to be in trouble. But still, I... I played Fire Emblem for seven hours in two days, was completely addicted to that game, and then Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow came out, and I never touched it again, not once. And I know these are games that were released in 97, 98, I don't care, I'm cheating again. These are on my top 10 games of the year, simply because I thought... I love those games because of nostalgia, because those were the first Pokemon games. Those were the first Game Boy games I had as a kid. That's my childhood. It's Pokemon. So I thought that's why I love those games was nostalgia. It turns out, no, it's not nostalgia. It's, those are freaking fantastic games. They're well made and they're still well made today. They're not, this, uh, this franchise this year, and you were addicted to that. You actually completed the Pokedex, like I did with Pokemon Yellow. It took me 50 hours, and then instead of stopping there, I went and beat Red, and then I went and beat Blue. So I beat all three games, probably over almost 100 hour, hours into three games I had already played to death. Mind you, it had been like 20 years since I've play, played these games, but still, I played these games to death, and I still I stopped playing one of the my favorite franchise of all time to go replay a game that I've played many, many times before and I never went back to Fire Emblem Fates. That should tell you how good of a game Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow are. And I was very, very happy because I had, hadn't played these games in years and like I said, I thought it was nostalgia, but it's not nostalgia. Those are just fantastic games. Uh, yeah, man. Um, I mean, I started with Pokemon Yellow and it was... I was really like, you know, for years I've told you this, that there was, there's only really two Nintendo series I haven't ever really gotten into, which were Pokemon and Kirby. And I, I, I just, you know, you were talking for a long time about Pokemon, Pokemon. You've been buying me Pokemon games forever. And I, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just actually surprise this goofball and, and actually, you know, play this? Why not? Like, at that point in time, I had just finished Fire Emblem... Uh, I don't remember which what, what it was called, the one I played. Um, Birthright. Whatever. Birthright. Sorry? Birthright. Oh, okay. Birthright. There you go. Uh, or Conquest. <laughs> one, of the, one of the two. No, Birthright would see... I played the easier one, you yeah. played the harder one. I we think wanted it's to, Birthright, yeah. Yeah, I think so, because Conquest sounds fiercer. <laughs> um, anyways... Um, so I had just finished that and I, I had just started the other one and I was like, well, you know, and everywhere I went, everywhere I went, it was Pokemon, 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 Pokemon. Oh, don't forget Pokemon, Pokemon. So I was like, you know what? What the F? <clears throat> Why not just try it? You know, why not? Right. 
So I went ahead and tried it. And, like, for the next, like, two or three months, that's all I did was went through three generations worth of Pokemon. Now, for those that don't know, these games are very similar to one another. I mean, for God's sakes, it's like literally almost copy and paste um, in terms of what you have to do. It's not an easy thing to do. And you would even warn me, you're like, well, be careful, you're going you're gonna to get like serious fatigue. And that's why I stopped after Emerald. I was like, okay, no, I am starting to feel a little bit like, you know, this is starting to get ridiculous. So, um, but to think that a game that was made all those years ago was able to hold up is pretty remarkable. It really is. Yep, and I was pleasantly surprised because I did not think, although I, I, I should have known, and, and it, that's probably because I told you so and you never listened, but since you're like a hardcore GRPG fan and the originals were really, they're pretty much a GRPG and yeah. you you fell in love with it and it was a pleasant surprise and but I agree like I told you stop and you weren't listening and then you, you stopped after Emerald you even tried Uranium and I'm glad you ne- you didn't finish Uranium because that one would have killed you because it's so hard I believe you would have you wouldn't even have wanted to play Sun and Moon after for a while but like Chris, uh, Crystal Gold and Silver were fantastic sequels probably the best one of the best games in the series since yeah yeah those, and yeah. Emerald I Third, the third generation, I still have fond memories of, but I don't think it's, it holds up as well as the original art of sequels. And Generation 4, honestly, is my least favorite one. And so I'm glad you stopped after 3. And maybe one day you'll go back, but there's really not, there's really no need to, really, honestly. But still, glad you experienced those. So my number two is Severed, which you had at number four, I believe. And for the longest time, I said that game would be number one, but I always knew back in the back of my mind that there's one game that could beat it. And we'll t- I'll talk about that game uh, later. But for me, Severed, just a fantastic game. One of the best storyline I've experienced this year. And it's funny because everybody says the story sucks because there's basically no story. But for me, it just was an, emo- an emotional ride all the way through. I adored the gameplay adored the trophies. I thought everything was uh, was very well done. It's a short and sweet adventure. You can have the platinum in seven hours, but you, it will be seven hours well spent. And it's not expensive at all. I would pay 60 bucks for this. You only need to pay 15. So it's a really good offer for your buck. It's an amazing game. I don't really know what to add. Like just the atmosphere, the visuals, everything about it is—it's a masterpiece. Like severed, especially on a portable. Like it's—it's it's why I love portable gaming so much. It's a game you should play. Yeah, very well said, man. Very well said. Um, I don't really have much more I can add to that. Now, I'm gonna do these next two games, right? So yep. I'm gonna do my number two, and I'm gonna do my number one. Um, do you recall what beat Uncharted Three? Yes. What was it? Arkham Asylum. Was it? Okay. No, because Uncharted 2 came out with Arkham Asylum. Uncharted 3, did Uncharted 3 came out with Arkham Asylum? I don't know, but I remember that it did not win. The Uncharted series has never won a Game of the Year award from us. Ever. And something beat it. I don't remember what it was, but something beat it. Um, 
And I, I, I believe was certain... it's Arkham Asylum, but I don't know. I don't even know if these came out in the same year. So yeah, I, I don't know either. I just remember that I've never awarded an Uncharted game a game of the year, and this year I said it's it's going to happen. Like there's no question about it in my mind. It's going to happen. But my number two is Uncharted Four. Um what? and and. What? What the heck? What is? I have no clue what your number one is. Ha ha! Exactly. <laughs> so number two is Uncharted Four. Something beat Uncharted Four <laughs> this year, and and I and am Arch- shocked. Asylum came out two years before Uncharted Three, so I don't know. I don't remember, man, but I just remember that we've never actually awarded an Uncharted game, and now I'm certain we never will. Um, and by we, I mean me. Um, Uncharted is my, I really think it is, it's, it's probably my favorite new series that was introduced over the last, you know, bunch of years. I, it's like playing Indiana Jones. I've said it a million times. That, that is what it is. Everything about the game is amazing. Um, it's not, I don't think it's the best Uncharted game, but man, the prologue, uh, not prologue, the epilogue in oh, that game. Skyward Sword. Ah, there we go. Um, but yeah, the epilogue in Uncharted 4 is one of the, the best things I've ever experienced in any video game ever. I just loved it. I mean, loved it. Um, and, and just the whole game, it's just, it's an amazing game. I, I, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't know what else to say. I can't say it as poetically as Steven did uh, for um, Severed there, but Uncharted 4 is a game you need to, to play. There's, it's, there's no question. I'm certain it's going to win so many different Game of the Year awards this year, but there were a lot of really good games like Overwatch and other games like that that were released, so who knows. But for me, it was an amazing way to wrap up the series and really to walk away. Naughty Dog can say, you know what, man, we really we, we hit another home run. I don't understand how Naughty Dog is able to continuously put out so many quality games. I, 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 don't, I don't understand. Like the internal pressure to succeed must be just insane. So I don't know if you want to yeah, talk about that. My mind is blown right here. Because starting this video, I had one clear fact, one fact that I was 100% sure, and that Uncharted 4 was going to win yours. But now that it's not number one, like, I have no game that I can think of that you played that would be number one. Like, I am completely lost here. But whatever, I'll just say, you might have noticed Uncharted 4 didn't even make my list. Like, I, I had fun playing the game, but for me, it was such a step back from Last of Us. That I just, I actually struggled to to finish the game. I was forcing myself to play it, but I I'm in the minority here. I I admit that like pretty much 99% of the population think Uncharted 4 is game of the year or one of the best game of, of the generation or whatever. So I know I'm I'm minority in here, but I it, for me it didn't even crack the list. But like I'm really really surprised. Like what could possibly have beat Uncharted 4 and it's so like I, I, I can't even think of a game give me some well, hints no I'm not too bad <laughs> I'm going to because you, you had all the hints in the world um, with everything your number one is clearly going to be Pokemon Sun and Moon um, there's no question about that and I knew that going in here and I also knew going in here that Uncharted 4 would not be my game of the year and I knew that because there was a game 
that fundamentally changed my view of an entire series that has existed for over 20 years. Are you starting to think of this? Uh, okay. Not really. Said game introduced me to a franchise that I had basically no interest in ever getting into. <laughs> okay, I, I, I can't believe this. Are you talking about what I'm thinking you're talking about? Yes, I am. So... <laughs> Really? That beat yes. Uncharted. My number one game of 2016 is... Pokemon Yellow. Yes. Uh, That's my number one game. game. <laughs> Your number one that doesn't matter. I don't I care. Understand. I cheated as well. I had it on my number three, but I never thought for one second that you were, it was going to make your top ten, even less number one. Yeah, but it is that you, you. It is a game like you said that you've played a lot this year. I just you, you really caught me off guard here, man. <laughs> yeah, because um, it 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 introduced me to not only the the Pokemon franchise, but I became so hooked on this stupid thing that I went out and got the entire series. Um, luckily, in in pretty much one auction, but that's besides the point. Um, not only that, but the minute I finished that, I jumped into Pokemon Crystal and, and I had a friggin' blast with it and just playing Pokemon Sun and Moon. I know I am pretty sure Pokemon Sun and Moon would have been number two, um, but nothing would have beaten Pokemon Yellow this year. And I knew that from the moment I, um, I finished the game because I was like, this is just amazing. Like I was like, this is for a game that was made in 1998, which fundamentally was made in 1996, one could argue, um, that's unbelievable. Like, that is an achievement in a half. It really is. And for those of you out there who are like, oh, well, you know, that doesn't count, well, then fine. Then, then Uncharted 4 is my game of the year for games made in 2016. Fine, if that's the way you want to look at it. But I don't look at it like that. I look at it that this game was released on a platform this year and um and and yeah i i don't know i don't know what else to say when you were talking about it i i chimed in purposely so that you would never guess that this was my number one um but i've already said what i need to say but really what makes the best game of the year it's the the it's not just the game you had the most fun with but it's the game that, for me anyway, it's games that really take you by surprise. And no other game took me by surprise this year like Pokemon Yellow. As amazing as the Uncharted 4 ending was, that I, I, I truly, I think it's, it's brilliant. That ending, I loved that. Um, nothing connected with me like Pokemon Yellow did. It introduced me to a brand new franchise, which has been around for, like I said, for over 20 years. But to me, this was new. This was all new. And um, and I'm having so much fun with Pokemon Sun right now that um, I can see that I'm going to be a fan of this series forever. And I'll never be like Steven. I'm never going to be one to record battles. And, and uh, no, I'm not. I, I, I enjoy these games as being that one guy who just wants to go and collect these sorts of things and then battle different um, trainers and stuff. That's what I actually like about it. it it's that that very simplistic nature of the game is what it actually appeals to me for whatever reason. It's not so much the meta game and, and like, you know, the competitive side. It's, it's more the simplistic nature where I'm like, that's really addictive. 
and it's really, really fun. So that's my number one. Because you, you completed the Pokedex in yellow, right? Yep. And that's why I'm convinced you'll do the same in Sun and Moon, because to do that, you had to buy both red and blue and play through those games to get certain Pokemon. It was really hard to do by yourself, and you did it. Mm -hmm. I don't think you did it for Crystal, because Crystal had like 252, no. and it was a... No, no, I wanted to, at that point, I wanted to just experience yeah, it, yeah. you know, and, and with Sun, we'll see, man, honestly, we'll see. I, I don't want to say no or yes or whatever. It really will depend on, on how much time I can devote to it. Because, like I told you with text, I completed the Pokedex in uh, Sun and Moon in 60 hours. And in Yellow, it took me 50 hours. And sure, the amount of Pokemon you need to actually capture doubles. Because for, for to be able to complete the Alolan Pokedex in Sun and Moon, you need to capture 300 uh, specific Pokemon. Because they're, all the Pokemon are available... Technically, with I think there's a QR scan mode where you can once you beat the game you can scan scan some once a day you can scan a, a code and it allows you to find a specific uh, Pokemon that's not available in Sun and Moon unless you do that and of course Pokebank will arrive in January but the thing is they don't have Pokedex entries for some reason right now so I'm not sure if the national decks will be added later or right now but. To complete the Pokedex in Sun and Moon, you only need 300. And with the internet, it's a lot easier than you think. So that's why I think you might get the hook. I already uh, gave you a bunch of hard-to-find ones. So some of the work is already done. So I, I, I think you'll get hooked. But who knows? Maybe time will be an issue. But like you said, number one for me, Pokemon Sun and Moon. I always knew deep in my heart that even without having played it, this would probably end up as my number one. But... It's just an amazing, amazing, amazing game. I don't know, like they it's it feels like a reboot almost because this is not your typical Pokemon game where you get a Pokemon then you need to go and face eight gyms and there's a rival gang. There's still a rival gang here, don't get me wrong, but there's a rival gang called Team Flare or Team Rocket or Team Galactic that have like some kind of weird stupid like plan to do something evil and then you play through that according to the game and blah 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 and the same happen you go to the light four in this game it's different like you go to trials and whatnot but it's not it, it's still you you could compare trials to gyms i guess but it's, it's the, the story feels alive it feels like you're meeting characters and even when like it's not like final fantasy or Uncharted, it's not these these big uh, set pieces. There's still some pretty kick-ass cutscenes. This is probably one of the best intros I've ever seen in Pokemon. And the story just feels alive. Like I said, you, it's a journey. And by the time you finish it, some epic stuff happens, in my opinion, that I was really, really glued into it. And I could not wait to see more. And I really, really loved it. I loved the new Pokemon, the new designs. They've streamlined everything. It's so much simple now. If you want to open a PC box, you press A on the PC box and you're already there. That's it. There's no there's no more need to press A and go through like six different menus and then go back if you want to withdraw, go back if you want to deposit. Everything is there. Everything is simple. If you want to throw a Pokeball during a fight, you just press Y, you select your Pokeball and you throw it. That's it. They've reduce so much of the useless stuff you needed to do in the old Pokemon games that I don't know if I'll ever be able to go back and play those games without these uh, 
fantastic additions they've made to Sun and Moon. Also, the visuals. The visuals are amazing. This is truly taking everything from the new 3DS power. And the reason I say new 3DS is that if you're playing this game on a regular 3DS, you're doing yourself a disfavor because it's struggling on the, new, on the regular 3DS. I've heard that there's lag during double battles and stuff like that. So it's it's you can see that it's on it's on its last legs but if you play this on the, on the new 2ds it runs almost perfectly so i really really suggest you do that really beautiful game i went back to download the meloeta yesterday or the day before on x and y and rs and i i didn't realize how bad those game looked compared to sun and moon in my mind sun and moon had pretty much the same engine but it doesn't it, it's completely new it it feels again it feels alive Wonderful. I like the legendaries. I like the ultra beasts. I don't want to say too much. I don't want to spoil anything. But the ultra beasts are amazing. Game is fantastic, man. And I yeah, have not even I, started really to play competitively. I've I've just finished the Pokedex. Well, I'm now 76 hours in. I was 60 when I but I now I'm just trying to uh, shiny hunt. Actually, something I've never done. I'm now going to. EV train some Pokemon to make them more competitive, and with uh, you have a new system now that actually lets gives you more chances of encountering shiny if you know shinies if you know what you're doing. And I've actually already found two, and one of one of which I'm really proud of because it's quite hard to get, and I can't wait. I'm almost done training him, so I can have him competitive. Like soon, I'm gonna start having competitive battles, and I'm still debating whether I should post a few videos here or there because I know that Pokemon battles and Pokemon related stuff on the channel doesn't really do well but since Sun and Moon is fresh and recent maybe a few videos wouldn't hurt we'll see but it's just I'm having such a blast with this game that I sadly Mario Maker is out now on the 3DS and I really want to try those new levels but I, I just don't see myself playing anything else than Sun and Moon for like another, a few few months still because you have to remember, I played near 500 hours into X and Y, and I put 200 hours into Aras. And Sun and Moon is way, way better than those games. So, I, I don't know. I have a surprise coming out in May that might, uh, that might like cut off my playtime eventually and life will catch on so I don't know I'm not in the same situation as I was with X and Y when I still had no kids so I had lots of time to play so I eventually probably I, I don't anticipate playing Sun and Moon for <laughs> 500 hours but I'm just having a blast with this game it's such an incredible game and hopefully I can do a review on it eventually we'll see if you actually get uh, time uh, time back from your busy schedule but yeah, Pokemon Sun and Moon, don't really know what to add, if you want to add anything there, so we can have a back-and-forth discussion, but it's an amazing game. Uh, I, I want to play more of it, and I, I, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to do with the uh, the Pokedex and stuff, like, as I get, you know, further along, I mean, I'm almost at 80 Pokemon right now in my Pokedex, Um and and Serena was funny, she was watching me, she was like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, well, I, there was this freaking fish that I missed, I killed it by accident. I'm like, I'm trying to get it, and the bastard won't pop up. And she's like, you are the biggest loser in the world. 
Um, but uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. It's very easy to get addicted to these games um, in terms of collecting them all, right? Um, and and I can like no question. I can certainly see myself, you know, wanting to go for that. But it is a lot easier now because there's nothing stopping you from simply trading stuff with me. You know what I mean? Like for some of the ones that uh, if I don't have time, you can simply trade them my way and I trade them right back to you and there you go. Um, so it is easier than it was with yellow. I'm, I'm certain of that because like I say, with trading, trading makes everything easy. Technically you could cheat right now and you can trade me the entire Pokedex. Yeah. It would take 50 hours to do, but, um, but we'll see well, what happens. This thing um, also, I don't think you've messed around with the online much, but this this thing called the Global Trade Station, where you can go in there and let's say you're looking for Pikachu for some reason. You can type in Pikachu and you click search and then it will show you a bunch of Pikachus and what they want back. And usually, like, I'll say 75% of what they want back are dick moves. Like, they'll, they'll, they'll trade you a magic card for, like, a Mewtwo, like, trades that you don't want to do but mm-hmm. you mo- like if you uh, if you go to you'll you'll find some reasonable trades that's how i was able to uh, complete my pokédex in a lot of time did you try wonder trade yet uh what do you mean by wonder try trade. Oh, was, wonder no trade. i haven't traded anything but i thought wasn't what we our link wasn't that no, through wonder trade no what we when you go to trading in the festival plaza you have three options you have link trade which is what we did you have the gts the global trade station which is what i just said and then you have wonder trade wonder trade was introduced in generation six and it's amazing it's really you can last many hours into there and basically what it does is that you send a pokemon and randomly you'll get a pokemon back from somebody who's wonder trading around the world so you could trade with a, a guy in like tokyo you can trade your Rattata and get like a very, very amazing Pokemon. That's a dick move, though. Most people uh, do that, like they trade the Pokemon they don't want. But sometimes you'll get like really. I actually got like a really rare Pokemon doing that too. But it, it, it's fun. You should try it. Eventually, you'll you'll see. You'll probably. It's a good way to uh, complete your Pokedex too, because you usually you're playing Sun. You'll probably get some exclusive from Moon doing so, and it's very quick. And it's fun. It's it's something that was introduced in X and Y, and it's really addicting. Cool. I'll I'll try that out. I mean, right now I'm just I'm enjoying the story. I'm enjoying the 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 location, the characters, stuff like that. So I just want to play. You know what I mean? I I don't really care what I do right now. I just want to get back and actually have time to to play. And I hope I have a chance today. We'll see. Yeah, and I just want to finish one. I was pleasantly surprised with the uh, the difficulty. There are still some issues I had, like the 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 bad guys in this game are kind of team skull but yeah. most of the very strong uh, guys you're facing they only f- challenge you with like two pokemon which i found really disappointing because you're always carrying six so even if they have like two better pokemon than you eventually you're probably going to win just because you have six right yeah so but at the end it, it they kind of carry more at the end there at the really really end but if you're if like any rpg you play you can make it as easy or as, as hard as you want but me what i did was I played on set rules, which means that you don't have the option of switching uh, Pokemon when they they bring a new one, so you don't have a free switch, basically. So if you want to switch, you have to take a hit. And 
I did not grind at all. So what I did was I went to the grass and I only caught the Pokemon I did not have. And if it's a Pokemon I already own, I just click run. I did not fight it, so I did not gain XP. And by the end of the game, like I had to, uh, I had to use like lots of potions and revives. And even that, I considered cheating. I wasn't proud of myself because the when you fight the AI, if you if you beat one of his Pokemon, you won't see him again. He won't revive it in the back and then send it in. But basically, it must be frustrating for them because they have they sometimes they would knock out the same Pokemon four times, and I would revive him and I would keep sending him back. So it's. It's it's a bit of cheating, but it, yeah, the difficulty is pretty good. It's it, it, of course if you grind, it's going to be the easiest game ever. Like I, I imagine you're not having many trouble just by the fact that I think your Pokemon were level 25 on the first island or something like that. So we, but if you if you play this right, you, you'll find that the challenge is is pretty good. Yeah, I mean challenge wise. You know what did it was, well, first off was the, the Pokevirus thing. I didn't even realize. I don't know how long I've had that, by the way. Um, but I noticed, like, almost immediately that my, my um, what the hell is it called? Litten? Is that it? Mm-hmm. Um, he was, every time he would beat something, it said his experience was boosted. Yep. And I didn't understand that. I was like... That's weird, because why? He's not a traded Pokemon. Shouldn't it just be he's gained whatever experience? And I'm telling you, it was like from almost the beginning of the game that um, when I would use him to take down things, it's like, well, he gained a boosted experience of blah, blah, blah. And I didn't understand what the hell was going on. This is uh, funny. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how it happened because either. Because like, uh, um, unless you do trades... Like, uh, I haven't traded anything, the, the, just with you. The Pokerus is one of the hardest things to find on your own. I think it's even rarer than a shiny Pokemon, which has a 1 in 8,000 chance of, uh, or 4,000 chance of spawning. And the Pokerus is worse than that. So I, I don't, I can't, I don't figure out how you got it unless you got it like by luck, which is extremely rare. Or I don't think what I traded you had the Pokerus though, but whatever, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. I'm not making it up. I mean, it, it, it is what it, I showed you a picture of it. I'm not, yeah, yeah. you know, um, but anyways, whatever the case may be, but, um, what's been doing it is finding certain Pokemon. Um, I've been, you know, I, I'm not grinding per se, but you end up grinding. You know what I mean? Like if I'm looking for a specific Pokemon and I'm battling all these other ones trying to find it, well, that's what's happening right now, especially now with this, with this, this virus thing. My God, I'm gaining levels like left, right, and center here that when I, I go to the trials, they're like a complete cakewalk. Like nobody even gets a chance to hit me. It's just like, ba-boom, you're dead. Um, but I understand that. Like I w- if I were to review this, I would never take off marks for that because I'm purposely going after different Pokemon. And if, if I just went and played through the story, no, this, would be, this wouldn't be a, a total cakewalk. Yep, so any, anything I else? Guess that's I it guess then. that's it. It's instead of being. Can you check Pamela real quick? Yeah, it looks good, but right. I mean, you, who knows? So we're going to just end this off then, guys. Um, hopefully, everything worked out, and hopefully, you guys have a podcast to listen to, and we would be very, very happy to start this up again because it's something that you guys seem to enjoy, and we enjoy doing. Yeah, and we need to. So be, I guess uh, with that, uh, we're going to call it a day. Yeah, just I just want to say that if this works we're going to try to be more like what's the word i'm looking for when you 
constant. That's the thing because I know that for, with podcasts, if I'm the same, I'm, I, I listen to many podcasts, and if the podcast doesn't upload an episode on a regular basis, I, I lose interest, and it sucks because we had a pretty good run going, and then we went three months without one. So hopefully this works and we get back on track. Yeah. And with that, guys, we'll hopefully see you soon. So everyone, take care of yourselves and let us know what your game of the year is. Take care, everyone.